Book your New Jersey summer vacation. Get ready for sunshine vibes and waves of beach and boardwalk fun. Go for exciting destinations, entertaining nightlife, and endless outdoor adventures. Whether relaxing along 130 miles of Jersey Shore or climbing high in the Skylands. Create your New Jersey summer escape at visitnj.org slash booknow. Live from sunny Southern California on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Welcome to Escape the Simulation, a show where we explore different realities to help expand our minds to help us escape. I'm your host, Jess Rogie, and this is episode 52 of the show. I want to thank you all for joining me tonight. I have such an exciting episode planned, so let's just get right into it. Okay. So my guest, I mean, he doesn't even need an introduction, but I'm going to read everybody his bio. My guest tonight is L.A. Marzulli. He's an author, lecturer, and filmmaker. He's penned eight books, more than eight books, including <laughs> the Nef- Nephilim Trilogy. Uh, wait, te- eight, eight, 20, 23? Tw- eight, 13, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, should I just, I'm just going to bring you in while I finish reading this, LA. <laughs> it looks like we need to update your uh, bio here. You know, that, that's an old one. And I, I just, when I was just on Coast to Coast name dropping. Yep. I just, I just <laughs> like, LA Marzulli has penned 13 books and is the director and co-producer of 21 films. That's all you need to know. That's all we need to know. Yeah. Like if you, there is so much, I mean, still working. <laughs> you're still working. You are the specialist on Nephilim 
you've been on the trail of them for a really long time. Yeah, it's it's um it's it's basically a life's work. Um, I've been doing this uh, since I mean full time since 1990. That's when I started. I met my mentor, Dr. I.D. Thomas. Um, I was completely immersed in all things Nephilim, uh, and continue to be so today. It's uh, I had some interesting phone calls today from people. Ooh. Uh, yeah, it's just it just never ends. I mean, it just never ends. I say it on my daily show every day. There, and, and you'll love this because it dovetails right in with you say. There is a hidden history that has been deliberately obfuscated from the peoples of the world. And that's why I am on a trail. That's why you're on a trail. Because we have a right to know what's going on. We have a right to know what these guys really are. Not, not, what, you, not what you tell us they are, but what they really are. What they were, where they came from, what the DNA evidence that we uncovered you know, specifically shows. So, you know, look, when I got into this, you know, I was talking about UFOs. That was the first, the Nephilim trilogy was about the whole burgeoning UFO phenomena. And the first series in the Watchers film with my good friend, the late director, Richard Shaw, was all about UFOs. Um, people laughed at us, called us tinfoil hat, conspiracy theorists. Now it's out of the bag. It's Our normal. Yeah, it's, it's global. <laughs> Our government, has declared that UAPs, unidentified aerial phenomena, are real. So it's not—it's no longer what L.A. Marzulli says, or you know Jaime Massam says, or Dr. Roger Lair when he was alive said. It's our government has declared that they have in their possession off-world vehicles not made on this earth. Does anybody bat an eyelash? No, not really. People go, I know. You just like you go what? And and this is what what amazes me more than anything. The, the lack of any type of interest. Uh, most people are asleep. If you talk about it even now, oh, well, that's, and they give you the deer in the headlight. Look, it's all over. It's on Fox News constantly with Tucker Carlson. It's in all media all the time. You just have to look for it. And sometimes not, even, not look very far because it's everywhere. Why do you think that there's been, why do you think the reason is behind the big push towards governmental disclosure right now? Because they know it's coming. They know that they're, they're not in control. The so-called ETs are. They're not ETs, in my opinion. And you, if you're familiar with my work enough to know that I don't believe these are extraterrestrials. They are, in fact, interdimensional entities. They are nefarious. They lie and do so habitually. Um, they take people, five-year-old, in the middle of the night, implant them against their parents' will. Uh, if you're abducted, they'll take sperm from men, ovum from women. They are engaged in, in a hybrid program. The implants are very sophisticated. There's an evolution of the implants. We know that from the late Dr. Roger Lear and our own work in the Watcher series with the implants. So look, I'm not making this stuff up, Jess. It's, uh, it's real. They are in control, not us. And, and, and the proof text of that will be when the tic-tac-shaped object that Commander David Fravor engages, it's just playing cat and mouse. Yeah. It's just sitting there fooling around. And when it wants to leave the scene, it just leaves the scene. Oh, by the way, before it left the scene, so here, here's the tic-tac here. Commander Fravor's coming in like this, and he's, and he's like going right at the target with his jet, all right? Well, the yeah. UFO jams his radar. That's an act of war. We didn't know that originally, but that's an act of war. Then this thing, according to Fravor, shoots away from him 
like a bullet out of a gun. His words, not mine. In other words, this thing accelerates visibility is 50 miles. We're talking 50 miles in two or three seconds. You know how fast that is? That's really, really fast. Very, very, very fast. But why, but why do you think, is this like, is this, is this like, is this a period in time in which that the UFOs or the, the Nephilim and the aliens, whatever we want to call them is, was it, is, were they always going to eventually come out? We had to tell them for like, then the government has to disclose it first to try to get ahead of it. Well, that's, you know, that's all conjecture and certainly conjecture on my part. I'm not privy to what the government is doing, what they're not doing. What I do know is that for decades, obfuscate, deny, uh, ridicule, tinfoil hat, name call, eviscerate, publicly eviscerate people, call them kooks, everything else. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, wait, we've got off-world vehicles in our possession. But don't look behind the curtain. Everything's hunky-dory. They lied about Roswell. They lie about everything. They're lying about what's going on now in the political arena. They lie. They do so habitually. Our government. I no longer trust anything about them. It is utterly corrupt on all levels. It, it drained the swamp. Are you kidding me? Nuke the swamp. That's, that's how bad it is. Not Don't drain it. Nuke it. Start over again. Tear it down and start it all over. <laughs> it's utterly corrupt in every way. But, you know, just the bottom line is this, that they've known about it. They deliberately covered it up. Anybody who got too close was dealt with in those days, in the 80s and the 90s. You got too close, you got heart attack, you came down with a brain tumor, you got cancer. That's the way the game was played. They don't do that anymore because nobody cares. They realize that, you know, I've got like, what, 150,000 YouTube subscribers? I'm not going to care. And how many people watch the videos? 10,000 people a day? 7 billion people on the planet? What percentage is that? It's a joke, right? So they know Mm -hmm. that, that it doesn't matter. And yet I was contacted by a guy from a deep state with our work on the Kandahar giant. I was threatened three times. Oh. Three different ways what they were going to do to me. Back off on this giant stuff, Marzulli. Then Trump became president. All went away. All went away. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. It may come back again. I hope it doesn't. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, the, the cat's out of the bag. Although recently there was a hit piece done on me. Oh, I, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah, it was in, it was in where was it? Um, Oh, I'm trying to remember. It might have been the New York Times, but I don't remember where. But some lady wrote all about the Kandahar giant, and I was named specifically, you know, who calls himself a Frank Supernaturalist. Well, I'm a public figure. If you really want to know what happened, you could shoot me an email. I will do an interview with you. Even though I know you're completely twisted, I'll do an interview. No, 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 no. That's not how the game is played. You just quote me out of context. You do whatever you want. And so I took that on my own show and just you know, basically ream the lady a new one, because if I can say that, because, uh, you know, it's like you were so disingenuous. The woman who wrote it was utterly disingenuous in the article. She never contacted anyone. So the question is, who gets up on a Monday morning and says, who cares about the Kandahar giant? That's like, you know, what, 2016? I mean, you know, six years old. Nobody yeah. cares about the Kandahar giant, but somebody does. And somebody, somebody does. her chain and tells you, you need to write a hit piece on this clown Marzulli because we don't like this Kandahar stuff. And he's talking about it continually. Yeah, people have a right to know, folks. You, the citizens of the world, have a right to know our hidden history. 
And that's why I'm on the tray. You can see the poster behind me. The, the huge right. elongated skull. This is a replica of one. This is not human, in my opinion. It is a, a one of the Nephilim tribes. Again, that's conjecture on my part. But after all the research that we've done, the DNA evidence and everything else, that's that's what I'm going with all day long. All day long. I have a, a, a Zuki Love in the chat says, if Nephilim are real, are they are also half human? Yeah, the Nephilim are the, are Nephilim. the yeah, Nephilim are the progeny, the offspring of fallen angels and the women of Earth, creating a hybrid entity known as the Nephilim. That's who they are. Okay. I, I do have a question. Another another popping in. Russ Bailey says, is Bigfoot a direct descendant of the Nephilim? Hi, Russ. Absolutely. And they're alive today. Uh, Bigfoot is a modern-day Nephilim, part of a genetics. Let me show you a picture here. Ooh, this yeah. was sent to me by my good friend, um, Al Matthews. It's going to take a second because I just I turned off my phone so we didn't get interrupted by text. But um, that happens all day long. Oh, well, let, for let sure. me show you the one picture. Um, I think you'll find it interesting. And I'll hold it up to the camera. The bottom line is, yeah, in my opinion, they are, but it's complex because we've had people that have had encounters. I know one guy in particular had encounters with these creatures for over two years. And the little ones would come up. He lived in the, a trailer out in the middle of nowhere. And the little ones would come up and, and tease him, right? So this is a picture sent to me by my good friend, Al Matthews. It was taken up in the Canadian wilderness. According to Al, uh, the, it, what was the story behind it? There was a group of hikers, let's say, over here. But over here was a Bigfoot hiding behind a tree. But behind him, or like, you know, and he didn't see the guy with the camera. And he snapped this picture. And I will show it to you momentarily as soon as I get Al Matthews. And Al, Al Matthews, my good friend, sent it to me. Al Matthews became the. Uh, the centerpiece, basically, for um, oh everything in our UFO film. I mean, absolutely, just just incredible. So, let me go here. Bing, bang, and there it is. I'm blowing it up. Let's see. Let's see it. Let's see it. Here it comes. Get the lighting right. Hold on. Oh no! It it changed the. No, I, I got it. I got. It. Hold on. <laughs> okay, there it is. Let's see. Oh what? No, that is too clear. That's too clear. What do you got? Oh my god! Looks like Look a at the brow ridge. Look at the brow ridge. It very Look at much the massive, massive jaw, matted hair, huge thick lips. It looks like Cro Magnum. That's real. Is that and real? Is that freaking real, real, man? Really real. And oh, the guy who took it was like, there was a group of hikers walking up. Bigfoot was looking at them, and Bigfoot didn't see him. He's got one of the clearest photos I've ever seen. That is That's, the clearest picture I've ever seen. I'm yeah, shocked. It's, it's unbelievable. Look at that brow ridge with way, it's way massive brow ridge, way down like this, like and the this. huge jaw and the lips. You know, I mean. People say, oh, it's a hoax. Okay. Look, I don't care. Believe what you want to believe. Um, I know Al Matthews. Al knows secondhand information, but Al knows this guy really well. And this guy does some real straight shooter. And he was lucky enough, or 
unlucky enough to take a picture. There's another one sent to me by a, a, a guy who asked to remain anonymous in an undisclosed location. And the story behind this is a helicopter lands in the middle of nowhere. They're mining in the middle of nowhere. So the helicopter is taking samples of the earth. Guy jumps out of the copter. He takes a camera and just pans the horizon like this real quick. Okay. He didn't see this originally until he looked at the film. As he's panning the camera, there's a 12-footer just standing in the middle of the field. Just standing there. Huge, huge conical head, right? The arms hang down well below his waist, at least 12 feet tall, maybe taller. And uh, I showed the clip to my wife, and I go, what, what, what does this look like to you? Without hesitation, Bigfoot. So, look, they're there. Are these the beasts of the earth, the Therion that the book of Revelation talks about? Possibly. Because it says that the beasts of the earth basically wage war against humanity. And the beasts of the earth, what are the beasts of the earth? Therion. That's a prophecy which is yet to be fulfilled. Written thousands of years ago, yet to be fulfilled. So Therion, the beasts of the earth, and as my good friend and, and who passed away several months ago, from COVID, by the way, and that didn't have to happen, but it happened. Russ, Russ was 65. I'm 71. We spoke at 91 conferences together. Russ Dizdar used to jokingly say, and the beasts of the earth, Therion, are not hamsters and giraffes. That's not what we're looking at. We're looking at something else. In my opinion, um, they serve their master, and when they're given the go-ahead, they will wreak havoc. Absolute havoc. The Holy well, because here's the thing. If you think about it, though, because everybody all around the world, there's stories of Bigfoot freaking and, everywhere. And they're, they're becoming more prolific, aren't they? Yes, because one of the things I do for my news segments is I'm always checking for Bigfoot sightings, too. And they're, it's, it's more prolific, more it's prolific. More it's more in your face over and over and over again. So, look, this stuff is real. Um, I always, because I hold a, a biblical worldview, everything, everything gets filtered through that biblical lens, everything. Uh, and so I look at Bigfoot. How does that fit in? In fact, tomorrow I'll be with Mondo Gonzalez and Gary Stearman over Prophecy Watchers. We are talking about two, two taboo subjects. Ooh, Bigfoot what are you talking about? And UFOs. <sighs> Bigfoot and UFOs. That's and that will be on a DVD. You'll have three experts, essentially talking about this stuff. They are interdimensional entities. We've had stories where people see them and then they just disappear. They can pop in and out. They manipulate space, time, matter, and energy. They can shut you down. They can shut a human down like that. They can basically paralyze you. They can make you absolutely terrified. So we were hiking. <clears throat> Fritz Zimmerman, my wife, Peggy, all right, myself, <clears throat> and Jessica, camera lady. We're in a, a section of forest in um, New Hampshire that's a state park where these mysterious rock walls just appear. Ooh. And they go for hundreds and hundreds of yards. And no one knows who built them. Native Americans didn't do it. Colonies, colonists didn't do it. They're not pens to hold the cattle in, something else. And so we're running around there. Uh, we saw fresh evidence of beaver uh, knocking down trees. You know, a, a birch tree was 
down like this, wood chips everywhere, you know? How much wood could a woodchuck chuck of a woodchuck? <laughs> and we we're wandering around in this in this area and we go up this one trail, okay? <clears throat> and I go, whoa, wait a minute. Hold on. I know what this is. There's a tree, a tree over the trail. But the tree has not been chopped. The tree is broken and then twisted. The tree is about that big around, about six inches around. Human beings, last time I checked, can't twist a six-inch tree. Can't be done. No. Can't be done. Sure. And they're basically saying, don't come up here. So we went up there. Oh, you went up there then. (laughs) On the right side, the right side, rocks piled up, stacked one on top of another. These are all classic Sasquatch, Sasquatch signs, every single one of them. I remember watching one one very special episode. I forget when it was, probably 10 years ago. I I don't remember what. It might have been the History Channel. Who knows? Discovery, one of those things. One of those. (laughs) Guys, these guys are in a place. They're going up a mountain, and they know Bigfoot lives there. Okay? Huge trees. We're talking huge trees. Ripped out of the ground, put in the ground, upside down with the roots roots like yeah. this. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Now, I'll see if I can find this. That's I just nuts. Probably can't, but let me just see. One never knows. <laughs> <laughs> I know my wife has it. I think it was not 19. Well, wait a minute. Let me go to 19 here. Hold on. Okay. If I find America Stonehenge... I think we went there. Let's see. Yeah, um, <clears throat> all sorts of stuff. I just need to find America Stonehenge. Right. It might be eighteen, but I'm 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 rapidly moving through nineteen. There you go. There you go. Uh, let me show you this one, one elongated skull. That um, down in Peru, an archaeologist sent me that. Oh. Wow. Are they still finding elongated oh skulls now? Are you kidding me? That's how the Wakaros make their money. Shoot. So there's like there so the basically there means there's a lot. There is a lot more than we think. Oh, they're they're everywhere, Jess. I mean absolutely everywhere. Okay, skiing, ski trip with LA, those are always fun. <laughs> I'm still looking. Might be 18. <laughs> if I can find it, it, it's it's worth it. It's worth showing it's worth- you. Oh, I'd like to see it. It really is. So it's just, I'll just keep blabbing away here. Well, I have a question. We were were at America Stonehenge and uh, we had time, sort of time off. And so we visited, our our good friend was telling us where this was. And so we went there and it was just, I mean, absolutely mind boggling. And now I'm in June. Oh, I can ask my wife because I know she, Give me a second. Let me add. I'll have her find it. There you go. Talk amongst yourselves. I'll be back. Yeah, we'll talk time. amongst ourselves in the meantime. So since we did hop in, I'm going to say hi to everybody in the chat room right now. We have the Fringe FM Discord going on. We got the YouTube disc, uh, the YouTube chat and the Escape the Simulation chat. I want to thank you guys so much for joining. LA ran off to go find a picture, but I'm going to say hello to Enzo in the chat. We got Azuki Love. We got Pat Breeze, welcome, Pat. Thank you so much for joining us. Akashi, 
Kashi Chris. I think we got Stuart in here. Alien Girl Amy. Thank you, guys. So as we're sitting here, I am going to, I guess we'll go over some of the uh, the stuff we got coming up next week. I got a busy week, ladies and gentlemen. I even have it written down somewhere here. But next week, we have a really busy, busy week. Monday, we have Ellie Molina joining us. And she's going to be talking about normalizing psychic abilities. And she works a lot with children who are psychic or psychic children. So if you have kids, you might be interested in listening to that. Or if you're interested in abilities yourself. And then Wednesday, the 23rd, we have Deborah Lynn Katz, associative, associative remote viewer. Oh, here we go. We got LA back. Did you find the picture? Well, she's, she's looking for it. And when she finds it, I'll bring it in. So let's go to the next question. <laughs> let's go to the next question. So one question I did have, because I don't know, is I have a puppy. So if you guys hear squeaking, there's nothing I can do right now until I can catch him until break time. Oh, no. He's going to squeak. So are the mound built? Are there mounds found worldwide? Uh, yes and no. Um, the mound, the so-called mound builder culture is everything from up around the Great Lakes down, down to the Gulf of Mexico. <clears throat> They're everywhere. But uh, when we were in Great Britain in the UK, we were in a place and I, I have the camera look at me and I go, am I in Ohio or someplace mm. else? Because you can't tell the difference. There's this huge mound on the plains of Salisbury. And we filmed there. We flew the drone all the way around it. There's a circle mound. See, and this is what amazes me. But there's absolutely no connection to the new world here. Really. Oh, there's these similarities because people like to build in circles and mounds. These guys are just smoking something. <laughs> they, they, and they never get there because they can't because they're they're told they're told a party line they echo the party line and that's what it is no one thinks so let me get this straight i'm looking at a mound which looks exactly like the mounds all through the united states number one number yeah. two there's a circle great circle mound which is actually bigger than the circle mound in ohio progressive presents adjusting to the suburbs it never dawned on me how much walking I used to do until I bought a house in the suburbs. Like when I'd say, I'm going for coffee, of course I was walking. But now it's like three miles, and no latte's worth that. I find myself inviting people on walks with me, like it's a scheduled activity. This morning, my neighbor asked me what I'm doing, and I actually said, I'm going for a walk with Nancy. Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. This week at Macy's, find your new favorite jeans with 40% off Levi's looks for him and her just in time for spring. Or use your coupon or Macy's card and take an extra 15% off handbags and wallets already 40 to 50% off. And take an extra 10% off great furniture and mattress deals too. Plus, Star Rewards members earn rewards even faster during Macy's Star Money bonus days. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. So is that just a coincidence? Really? Mm -hmm. Standing stones, 20, 30, you know, 20 feet high. Huge megalithic standing stones. Look, this is Nephilim architecture, fallen angel technology. First Nation people know about the giants. They talk about the giants. We've, we've had them on record talking about the giants. They were here. So the mounds in the United States, and there are thousands of them, Many of them have been destroyed, <clears throat> but underneath the mounds, 
they found burials. Eight, nine, 10, 12 footers. Now, out on Catalina Island, yes, Catalina. this is the book, 600 pages, eight and a half by 11, oversized. So, in the book, <clears throat> On the Trail of a Nephilim, I discovered, and it's my work, other people have stolen it. That's how it works. This is my photograph of a photograph. So, there's Ralph Glidden, five foot eight inches in front of him is a very large skeleton in situ. It's <clears throat> not a disarticulated bone pile. I had three sec. So the backstory is this. I heard about this, and I went out um, to Catalina. I offered $1,000 to the museum for allowing me to come out <clears throat> and examine the records. I'm out there. John Borgina, the former curator, goes, he goes, what do you want to see? There are two tables with cloth on them. I've got white museum gloves on to handle everything. I go, let me see the pictures. They bring out three museum boxes. Everything's been sorted, okay, labeled and sorted. So I'm looking through the photographs, <clears throat> and this hardly ever happens in the archives. I'm hitting pay dirt within five minutes. Wow. So I'm, I'm, my, I got my camera on a tripod. Click, 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 click. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I'm taking pictures. There's the original photograph right there. So the first thing we do is we take him out of the picture. Okay, and I'll get to that in just a second. <clears throat> so this is our good friend, Michael Register, who, who talked about this. He's the guy that did the, the research on it. Thank you, Michael. There's the picture. We take him out of the picture. We stand him upright. Yeah do all this digitally. Then we take the skeleton out of the picture and we stand it upright. Okay. And now we see disparity. Shoot. Wow. And we rounded it down to eight foot six. The other two researchers put it at nine feet, nine foot two inches. Michael Register said it's, it's probably eight foot nine, very close to nine feet, but we're not sure. So not to be sensationalistic, <clears throat> in the in the book we rounded it down to eight foot six. That's real photographic proof. It's one of the few photographs that we actually have of a what I believe was a Nephilim found out on Catalina Island. They were everywhere. They were all over the Americas. There's absolutely no doubt about that. Oh. <clears throat> wow. Oh, that is that is amazing because you saw the real picture in the archives that they had out in Catalina because people will say, well, this picture, blah, 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 blah. But you saw the real picture that's been I sitting in the box. Picture, and last time I was at the museum, which is years ago now, probably four years ago, <clears throat> they had taken the photograph and they blew it up three or two by four with the giant still in it. But they didn't say anything about it. Nothing about my work and the fact mm -hmm. that we had it analyzed. But after I published the book with that picture in it, we went back to the museum, Richard Shaw and I. They had taken that picture. Let me show you that. That'll, that'll blow your mind. Let me see. <clears throat> I thought it was in here. And what they had done is they took the picture and they cropped the picture. No, it's in, it's in another book. <clears throat> another film, but they they took the picture 
Um, we don't have that here, do we? John, my 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 son-in-law is here, John Adam. Oh, awesome! Hi. So he does all the editing on the Daily Shows. Do we have the picture of Ralph Glidden? You when you know when I'm holding the, I I thought we took them all back, didn't we? I, that's what I'm saying. I don't think I have that here anymore. We can take a quick break here because we got we're at break time. We're gonna take a break, see if you can find that, and we'll be right back with more Nephilim. Nephilim. You gotta. Why can't I say it? Nephilim. 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 I keep writing it phonetically and I keep saying it wrong. Nephilim. Nephilim. We'll be back with more with LA with the Nephilim. Is that right? All right, guys. We'll be right back. All right. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, here live on the Fringe FM. Got L.A. Marzulli here, and we are talking about Nephilim. I think I said it right this time, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Awesome. Let's turn down that music here for you listening on the radio. L.A., did you find the picture? Yeah, here we go. So this is the late Richard Shaw. We're in the museum. We have no idea what they've done. Rick is holding my book. Up. This is the display in the museum. So there's the picture. And what have they done? They, they cropped the giant out of the picture. It's supposed to look like this. That's a better heck? shot of it right here. They cropped it. They cropped it out of the picture. Let me hold this. There we go. Holy shoot. Yeah, exactly. This is science. We have a museum. We only we only show you the truth. We would never obfuscate or fudge the facts. Or, you know, crop the giant out of the picture. That's Cropping the giant. That's how the game is played. That is how the game is played. And they do it over and over and over again. They will look right at you and lie to your face. <clears throat> well, we, we, we've never, you know, people didn't know how to measure. That's one oh. of my favorite anecdotal sayings from a resident archaeologist teaching archaeology at a major university. I said, well, what about medical doctors in the 1920s? Yeah. Who on earth, nine, 10 footers, 12 footers, and estimated the skeleton at 12 feet based on the measurement of just a femur. You know what she told me? What she they didn't said. know how to measure. They didn't know how to measure. A medical just... doctor didn't know how to measure. Yeah. Mm. Didn't know how to measure. Didn't know anything about anatomy. Didn't know anything about a, a femur that, that was way too big. I mean, this, and this is what they do over and over and over again. It's disgusting. It's like, I guess to me, I just wonder, like, why don't they want us to know the truth? Why are they continuously hiding everything from us? Like, what, 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 I mean, you know what I mean? Like, why hide it? Why can't we know? And well, it's not well, that crazy. Let me, let me back it up a little bit. Yeah that the entire planet runs on Darwinism. How do I know? Because in every museum on the planet, for the most part, you watch, you look at the Darwinian paradigm. You see this, this, this dull chimpanzee dragging its knuckles you know, on the ground. And all of a sudden, it just you know, decides it's going to speak and talk and, and walk and become a human being. Okay. But Darwin, Darwin didn't know anything about the DNA. And why is it that we don't see any other species evolving? Well, it, it takes millions of years, all right. Oh, really? Now that we know about the deoxyribonucleic double helix of life, 
the DNA molecular structure. We know that that's not the way it works. It's a complex coding. You can take two hummingbirds. You can mate them from now to infinity. You will always get two hummingbirds. There may be slight variations, but they will be hummingbirds. They're not turning into humpback whales. That's hmm. not ever going to happen, ever. And so the Darwinian paradigm basically states that, that everything evolved slowly over billions of years of mindless evolution. There is no God. There is no supernatural. There are no demons or angels or heaven or hell. Sounds like John Lennon's Imagine. Um, <laughs> there are no absolutes. There is no truth. In fact, there's really no purpose to anything because we just evolved here. So the purpose is, you know, procreate and um, try to do good. What does is, what is good mean? Who cares if there's no if there's no balance, if there's no judgment, if there's no anything, who cares what I do? As long as you don't hurt anybody, LA, it's okay. So that's the deal. The entire planet runs on that absurd hypothesis that there is no supernatural, there is no God. I am a born-again, spirit-filled Christian. That's what I am. All right? I believe in the biblical narrative. I know, having experienced it firsthand, that the supernatural is all too real. All too real. In fact, it is is it's much much more real than the reality that we find ourselves living in. So it's it's you know the, the biblical narrative says in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. He was with God in the beginning, and the word was God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything not made that was made. And that's in the same thing is echoed in, in other passages of scripture. So we either believe that Yeshua, Jesus, spoke everything into existence, which is what he's, it's one of the most amazing scriptures is um, uh, all things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and he holds all things together. So in the book of Revelation, he's on his white horse, and he comes down, and the, and the, and the kings of the earth are there. They're ready to do battle. And out of his mouth comes a double-edged sword, a sword. That's what it says. Well, is it a literal sword? Not really. Mm-hmm. Not, not like we would want to think. What I believe he does, it's not like Lord of the Rings where Aragorn and they're all lopping their heads off of orcs. That's not what we're seeing here. <laughs> he comes in and, and they're there. The kings of the earth and all these crazy people are there. He just stops holding them together. That's all he does. That's what the sword is, in my opinion. That's conjecture, but that's what the sword is. He just stops holding them together, and down they go. Wow. I guess I never thought about it like that. And I'm like, oh, did they just fall apart then? (laughs) You know, that's, I'm not saying it is. I don't know. It's conjecture. (laughs) But based on other scripture, he holds all things together. That's literal. Now you, well, how does he possibly do that? Well, where are we in this little crazy universe that we find ourselves in? No one knows. No one knows where we are, what this is. You know, your background is, is the cosmos. So I say this in front of UFO groups all the time. If the United States is analogous to the universe, is this little blue ball that we find ourselves spinning around on? Are we in Dallas, Fort Worth, Oklahoma City? Hope not. Tampa, Florida? <laughs> Los Angeles, right? Where are we? Nobody knows. Nobody knows where we are or what this is. Nobody. And and that doesn't keep everyone up at night because we're worrying about, 
you know, the latest text, the latest phone call, the latest news story, the latest whatever. But in reality, this thing, was it a big bang? Possibly. But it was spoken into existence because that's who he is. That's who he is. He spoke everything that we see into existence. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God. The word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were made by him. And without him, nothing that was not made, that was made. Wendy's two for $6 lets you mix and match some of our best items. Like <gasps> Dave's single with a 10-piece crispy nugs. Medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich. Spicy chicken with a Dave single. Dave single with a strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. If you're into that. Chicken Sam, crispy nugs. Crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade. Dave's, Dave's, nugs, nugs, Sam, Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price of participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's. On the card only, single item at regular price. This week at Macy's, find your new favorite jeans with 40% off Levi's looks for him and her just in time for spring. Or use your coupon or Macy's card and take an extra 15% off handbags and wallets already 40 to 50% off. And take an extra 10% off great furniture and mattress deals too. Plus, Star Rewards members earn rewards even faster during Macy's Star Money bonus days. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Uh, we can either believe that or you can believe the roots of Darwinism, where we just all evolved over billions of years of mindless evolution. <laughs> you know, well, there's nobody creating here. So somehow I need to I need I, I need to grow an eye. I'm not even sure what an eye is, but I've got to be able to see where I am. Otherwise, I'm going to be moving in the dark. So I've got to be able to see where I'm going here. So I'm going to create an eye. I mean, the whole thing, it's just when you really start walking through it, reproductive system, the complexity. You're a woman. You know exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Complexity, the complexity of the reproduction system and the way you ovulate, the way your cycle works the way you're equipped not only to birth the baby, but to feed the baby later on. I mean, we aren't, easy. you know, guys are not equipped to feed the baby. Give me no. the bottle, I can feed the baby. But I don't have, I don't have memories. Sorry, I got batteries, but not memories. <laughs> so what are we to do with this? What are we to do with this? Fearfully and wonderfully made, created, spoken into existence. And here we are. How, how do we, Jess, there you are. You're hearing my language. Yes. I am talking to you in French. Uh -huh. You have no idea what I'm talking about. And neither <laughs> would I, because I can't speak French either. But uh -huh. you, you hear the words, you, you listen to them, and you're not straining them. Like, if, if it was Japanese, you'd be going, eh. Uh, yeah, like, uh -huh. if you were second-year Japanese students, we'd be going, oh, I can't keep up. <laughs> but we can keep up, because we know English, and it's, it's our native tongue, and it's our native language. But we don't know really how language works, but we know it does work. And it words is. have meaning. But you're not going like, what is he saying now? And you're not thinking about, I better take a breath here. L.A. better take a breath because he's talking really fast. And my heart's going boom, boom, boom. And my stomach's digesting the wonderful soup that my wife made tonight and the lettuce that I had. How does that work? I'm not thinking about it. I'm not thinking, I better take a breath here. My, my, my heart's beating. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Careful, careful. I mean... I mean, we don't even know how any of this stuff works together. And the kicker is, where does Jess reside? Where are you right now? Where am I? Am I where in are you? 
I don't know. Yeah, no, you don't. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Like, are you in your head? No, or no, you're, you're not there. You you're not in your head. Because they've opened up the brain, and there's not someone like going, "Hey, I'm Jess." That's, <laughs> that's not what we see. We don't know. We don't know how consciousness interfaces with this three-dimensional biological bodysuit that we find ourselves in. We have, nobody knows. Nobody, nobody knows. knows. But we know there's a consciousness. That's what we do know, but we don't know how it quite works. And that's no, what don't. I'd like to know, but nobody knows. I think it's in the blood because the biblical narrative tells us that the life is in the blood. And that's why we're prohibited to drink it or do anything okay. with that. And that's why in all satanic rituals, they sacrifice a human being and they pass that chalice around filled with blood. That's what they do because the life is in the blood. And we're trying to get the essence of that. We're also trying to get andromachrome. And drama chrome from that because they torture the individual. We're way off the rails here. But that's <laughs> that's that's Russ Dizdar's thing. But the bottom line is they know where the life where the life force is that it's in the blood. So I think consciousness somehow um, um, resides in the blood, and that's why it's just it's everywhere. It's 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 in us. It's it somehow integrates with our circulatory system. How I don't know. What does it look like? I don't know. They haven't discovered it. They probably never will. But somehow it resides in that circulatory system, in my opinion. Yeah, because I don't know. It's it's just, it's nuts, I guess, when you kind of sit there and you think back and you go like, am I some sort of consciousness inside of like this biomechanical kind of body? If you think too much, you're like, oh, is it? Is it real? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at look at this. This might seem, you know, incredibly uh, uh, prosaic to some. Now, as I'm talking, I'm going to slowly rotate my hand, and I'm going to create a little bit of music in the background. Bum, ba, ba, dun, da. So, so how does how does that work? As I'm talking right now, I'm really not thinking about okay, rotate a little slower, but I am. But I can do two things at once, and I'm rotating this, and now I'll wiggle my fingers. How is it possible? Without without thinking about it. I can, I can I can even do two at once. Wow, he's amazing. Wow. How does that work? And this is why we are we are so wonderfully created that it just when you look at the complexity of the human body or any any system, any animal on this planet, fish, bird. I mean, have you ever watched a hummingbird hover? Yes. Excuse me, you're not you're not able to do that. Please stop hovering. Or a bumblebee, physically impossible to hover. Don't tell the bumblebee that. He just sits there, right? Hummingbirds, they just... I mean, they're unbelievable. And, you know, eagles, the way they fly. Fish, you know, lions. I mean, you just go down the whole... Look at your pet dog. Or your, yeah, there he is. Or yep. she. She. I mean, it's unbelievable. Amazing. Everything here that breathes, it's fearfully and wonderfully made by a creator. So... We are in a cosmic war, the good guys and the bad guys. The bad guys have vestiges all over the planet. That's why we are on the trail of the Nephilim, because they were here. They are back, but in different ways. I showed you the, the picture of Sasquatch. Yes. Um, there's a prophecy that Jesus tells us it would be like the days of Noah when the Son of Man returns. 2,000-year-old prophecy. If I, What does that mean to you, Jess? I mean, you'd go, I don't know. I, don't know. I have no idea what that means. 
Yeah. But you begin to plumb that scripture and look at it and understand that something happened in the days of Noah, which resulted in a global flood. And yeah. every culture on the planet has a flood story. They do. Every every culture. The Chinese have one for crying out loud. They know nothing about the biblical narrative. They have a flood story written in their ancient Chinese glyphs. So that being said, something happened in the days of Noah. And when we read chapter six, there's a seed war going on that it's actually talked about in Genesis 3, 15, three chapters earlier, but erupts in Genesis 6. The sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were beautiful, comely, fair. They took wives, plural, um, whoever they wanted. They went into them in the biblical sense. They sired these entities known as the Nephilim. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days and also afterwards, when the sons of God, Beneha Elohim, which always refers to the fallen angelic host in this case, right? That's what we're looking at. A lot of mischief, as Chuck Musser used to say. So they were here the first time. They were here the second time. Multiple incursions. It'd be like the days of Noah. You go, well, I don't see any Nephilim running around now, Ole. What are you yeah. talking about? Well, yeah. I'm glad you asked, Jess. In the, in, the, <laughs> in the UFO abduction phenomenon, sperm is taken, ovum is taken. We have in our free film, you can go there right now, my YouTube channel, L.A. Marzulli. Look at any of the, of the daily shows. Open up the text box below. It'll have a whole bunch of writing. Look for free UFO film. Click the link. Watch the film. It's free. It'll blow your mind. There's a guy by the name of Al Matthew, same guy who sent me the UFO, uh, the uh, Sasquatch picture. And Al had an encounter, and it's documented in the film, with what can only be described as a hybrid entity. That's what this woman was. She could pass as human, except she wore these wraparound dark glasses, which clung to her face, almost like swimmer's goggles. So we know that this is a reality. They're here. How many times do we have to hear from abductees that the hybrids are real? How much research do we need to do before we understand that they can pass? I have a woman, a woman who emailed me. She's in Walmart. And you can laugh all you want. They use Walmart. I'm dead serious. If you want to see something, go to Walmart at 2 in the morning. I, I am totally serious here. Go to Walmart you. because that's when they come out. That's when they learn to integrate. They learn to integrate into our, our society. I freaking knew it. If you ever go to Walmart in the middle, the weirdest folks are there acting the strangest. And now that you, I've always thought something was up with Walmart, either it's an interdimensional portal or something. That's where, that's where they, they, they bring them in to integrate, to show them, <laughs> show them how to pass. So this woman, she's five foot four. She's in Walmart. This ex unbelievably tall female, with that looked, I mean, I said, are you sure it was a female? She said, absolutely. It was a totally female. Woman was 10 feet tall. Holy crap. I have her testimony. I'll probably read it on Friday. Very okay. lengthy testimony. Because she saw this woman. She came up to the woman's hip. She was five foot four. Now, the woman was wearing four inch boots, you know, heels on her boots, but that's four inches. Or maybe she'd be six feet. She came up, this woman, I'll call her J, her initials J, came up to the woman's hip. Everybody in the store was like this. 
Are you staring? Wow. But because it's Walmart, nobody does anything. Like it's freaking Walmart. Nephilim, possibly. Very possibly. They're they're at Walmart. But here's the thing that really, like, really, really gets me is like you have once you put like any preconceived notions aside and really just say, like, could this be real? And once you kind of start to hear these stories, your mind gets blown and like you just start opening up to like looking at other things in a different way. Like I'm mind blown right now. I mean, the Walmart <laughs> thing got me LA because I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <clears throat> um, we are almost at the hour mark. I don't know if you got to go. If you got to go, then we should wrap you up. So where can everybody find you? I have dropped your link in the chat. Thank you. you Elliotmarzuli.net. Um, if you want to go on the trail of a Nephilim with us, I'm on YouTube. I do a daily show on That's YouTube called On the Trail of a Nephilim. We're also on Rumble, Roku, and BitChute, L.A. Marzulli. Uh, the show there is Politics, Prophecy, and the Supernatural Report. I like that. And then if you want to stream the videos, which is the way to go, instant gratification, you go to streaming.lamarzulli.net. Streaming, streaming.lamarzulli.net. All the Amitrail of the Nephilim series are there. Watchers series are there, Fatima 1 and 2, and, of course, our free UFO film is also there. Check it out. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me, Ellie. I had a ball. I had a ball, and it was such an honor to talk to you. I hope one day you can come back and talk a little more. Let's get it on the books. Let's do it. Hell, yeah. Let's do it. I shouldn't have said that, but that's okay. (laughs) Have a great day, and we're going to go to break, too. Thank you, Ellie. Thank you, Jess. Take care. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. It never dawned on me how much walking I used to do until I bought a house in the suburbs. Like when I'd say, I'm going for coffee, of course I was walking. But now it's like three miles and no lattes worth that. I find myself inviting people on walks with me like it's a scheduled activity. This morning my neighbor asked me what I'm doing and I actually said, I'm going for a walk with Nancy. Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers.